just so you just know. So you know. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, oh, oh let's go. Let's go. It's time to turn up your radio. Yeah, 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 flow, just so you Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in again to Kicking It with K Marie podcast. I'm your girl, K Marie. What's up? So, you know that um, this is a brand new month. April, and we are continuing the New Ventures series. So last week, you heard from our first guest, um, Jack, uh, excuse me, you heard from our, our first guest, Teresa Mead. She is a entrepreneur, a new entrepreneur, and she has some very, very good coffee, y'all. So I know you guys check that out check out her website and order that coffee because it is good. I'm telling you, and she has a lot to choose from. She has those uh, K cups. If you are interested in those, if you want to take them to your job, it's very good. Trust. Okay. So for those who are listening to us for the very first time, we are a podcast for the culture. Okay. We are um, centrally uh, based in Detroit, Michigan roundabout, but we're in Michigan and we just like to bring you people who are experts in their fields. You'll get advice. You will learn. You will think. You will laugh. Okay. So we like to have fun as well. Not just bring you serious information, but you know how we do, especially with the relationship panel. Again, get those questions in because we will go live sometime in May. So get those questions in that you want to ask us. We are looking forward to that, and we are looking forward to uh, getting together. It's always a pleasure. So today, we have a great guest. I know you guys have, um, remember you mentioned, I mentioned my um, movie that I was a part of, my student movie. Um, I have my instructor on today, so I am very, very excited today. He's going to tell you more about that if you are interested in filmmaking. So, and also, you guys, you know, we stream on every platform, okay? iHeartRadio, Pandora, Audible, everywhere that you listen to your podcast, except for Tidal. And it's not because, you know, we don't want to, but it's because, you know, Tidal, they only have a few few podcasts that they're trying out and they're not um, just letting people on at this moment. So whatever platform you are listening to us on, go ahead and subscribe, go ahead and follow. We would really appreciate that. And I just want to thank you because, you know, last month, back in March, I put that we have reached 5,000 downloads. And I thank you to all of our supporters. Um, I thank you for sharing. I thank you for following us on different platforms. I thank you for really um, digging this podcast and liking it. It really makes me feel good <laughs> that I'm doing something right and that you are enjoying it. So I really, really appreciate your support and uh, we're going to keep going. Okay. So today, again, I have my instructor on today. His name is Tamashian Jones. He hails from Detroit, Michigan. He is a graduate of CMA, and that stands for Communication Media Arts High School back in 1997. Offline, I was like 97. Wow. I graduated in 95. So that's a while ago. But, you know, 
you know, still look good, you know, for my age, whatever. So it's all good. <laughs> he is a father. He is a husband to his queen, Tavia Jones, of over 20 years. They met in high school and be on the lookout because they are in the process of writing a book on improving marriages. So you want to check that out. So Tamashian started off, um, he went to school for manufacturing engineering and he worked for one of the big three automotive companies. And then he went into his passion projects or his passion full time. And we're going to get into all of that, y'all. We're going to ask him what made him do that and how he did it. Because this is an encouraging episode for those who might be, you know, stuck at a job or you might think your dreams will never come true. We just want to encourage you and let you know dream, your dreams can't come true no matter where you are in life. And this is just going to encourage you to do your dreams. Okay. So I'm going to welcome to the show three time Emmy winner. And we're going to get into that too. Tamashian Jones. Hey, Tamashian. What up, though, K. Marie? What up, though? I am so glad to have you on the show. You just don't know. The people, they're going to be very, very encouraged. I believe they're going to be very blessed by what you have to say today and how you went about it. It's just wonderful, and it's a good story. Okay, cool, man. Excited to be here. Glad you uh, thought of me to, to be on the podcast. I watched it before and I uh, thought it was pretty cool. And, you know, you got your whole vibe going on. I see you <laughs> at the little background back there. And uh, right, is, that, right. like, is that Detroit in the background? It yeah. is. It's, um, it's Woodward Avenue or something? It's uh, where is it? It's I, I, I forgot what street right. it is, but it's it wasn't Woodward, but it's like around Greektown area. Oh, okay. I thought I saw the Fox in the background, Fox Theater. Oh, on the other no, side. No, it do side. look right the parking. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, it's somewhere. It's it's um, down by Greektown. Yep. Ooh. Took the picture. Somebody blew it up as the as the backdrop. Nice. So yeah. Okay, where to represent? You got the, you play the guitar too? Uh, uh not yet. Yes, Not yet. Is. That's that's I one of the things. Well, nice right. What are we here to talk about? What are we here to talk about? <laughs> Soon, though. You know, I got it for my 30th birthday. And again, it's never too late, y'all, to, to start whatever you want to start. And I'm going to start it soon, okay? Tomashi, okay. <laughs> I'm bringing up stuff. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me just go <laughs> stay in my lane. I'm sorry. <laughs> Analyzing stuff. I ain't saying nothing about the smoke and stuff. That sage. Oh, that's the, no, that that's my instance. And people, instance. my my uh, my listeners, those who watch, um, they know that from time to time, you know, I like to get my Erica Badu vibe on. I love incense, so that's it puts good. me in a in a nice mood. <laughs> nice, nice. Especially after work. So okay. All right. So before we get into that, everybody knows that this is the third season, and we start off when I have a guest. We start it off with what in the world? I always tell people that's my little cheesy graphic. So what in the world is basically some type of odd, strange story that happens nationally or internationally. And we're just going to talk about it for a moment. And when I saw this particular story, I was like, oh, this would be nice to talk about with Tamashian. All right. So this... (laughs) This says a parrot 
steals a GoPro. It says, um, Thieving Bird gives aerial view of National Park in New Zealand after stealing a camera. It said, a family had put the camera down on a balcony while having a rest when the feathered friend swooped down, stole the device, and took it to the skies. It said, the family was um, having a rest during a trek when the parrot was filming, uh, swooping down picking up the device and making a swift getaway. The camera kept filming as the bird flew high above the tree covered hills um, at the national park. And then he just dropped it off somewhere. It was like, I'm done. Y'all can have your, your camera back. And so one of the, the kids found it. So you being a filmmaker, you know, you out there, you know, you setting up the perfect shot. You guys are like about to shoot and everything. Cause you know we use all kind of cameras. You know some people use you know drones and all kind of stuff. So the GoPro is in position, and then finally a bird swoops <laughs> and take it. So what what are you <laughs> what are you doing? What are you thinking if that happens right in the middle of your shot? Uh, first thing I'm thinking about is uh, that, do I have insurance to cover this GoPro? <laughs> um, <laughs> and does uh, uh, what did we say? It was a parrot or something? What was it? A parrot, yeah. Uh, you know, does does a parrot picking up the GoPro, taking it away, is covered in the insurance? Is that written in, in the policy? You know what I'm <laughs> uh, Yeah, I wouldn't be panicking. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But um, if they got a chance to, to get the GoPro after it was done and then, like, see the footage, I mean, you can't beat that if it was, if it was good and you get to see it. Uh, everything so um you know at, at the end if you're just patient and just wait and just you know muscle through the, those emotions you can come out with something very beautiful you know right and i was thinking like okay so what if that bird's shots was the reason why you received an oscar in like cinematography or something like that are you thanking the bird or are you going to take credit oh, for it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're thanking the bird. You might you might try to go go find it and say, hey, do it again, champ. You know what I'm use some gaff tape on your legs, you know what I'm saying, to make it official, you know. But uh, Right. Put them on a crew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You give them some craft services, you know. Right. Yeah, I thought that was just, I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I bet that footage. I bet I bet it was some nice footage though, mm-hmm. above the trees and all that. I bet it was probably some nice footage. I would have loved to seen that footage though. But okay, so Tamashian. So you went to CMA, right? Yeah, the, the Pharaohs. Yes, the, the Pharaohs. Yeah, that was the uh, you know everybody got their mascot and everything. Mm-hmm. We was we was the Pharaohs, you know what I'm saying? So. You know, okay. King, yep. you know what I'm saying? All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, we were we were just the pilots, and okay. uh, you know, you know, and our mascot was Snoopy. But um, so in high school, what was Tamashian like in high school? Um, Tamashian was was pretty responsible and irresponsible. It all depends on. Uh, the time of the year, you know what I'm saying? So I was an athlete, so I played basketball every year since the seventh grade all the way to my high school senior year. And um, 
in between basketball seasons, I, I was I was out in these Detroit streets. You know what I'm saying, doing doing my thing. And um, but doing I also, your thing is that something that you can talk about le- uh, legal? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I was never really not all the way. You know what I'm saying, but <laughs> I've never really. Out there. I can talk about it. I mean, it's been, you know, 20 years, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know what I'm saying? I, I engage in teenage activities, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not thinking about the future, you know, just thinking about, yeah. like, how can I have fun and, and turn up this uh, this summer, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, d- I did that, uh, and then I also, I mean, I was, I had, like, a 3.0 or whatever, so I was taking okay. care of my business with the school, and I was in the drama department. You know, okay. like they had little drama clubs and stuff like that or whatever. So, um, so know, when so you was I, in the drama department, did you did you were you acting or were you like behind the scenes? Yeah, I was I was doing some acting, and then um, like we had a little thing where we would do like plays or monologues or something like that mm-hmm. or whatever for the, for the school assembly. So I would do that, and then we also did a movie. Uh, it was the first short film that I was in called Hanging High, and it was about uh kids getting high <laughs> hanging out <laughs> hanging out with each other and um it, it was it was like um it, it, it addressed it like it addressed like domestic violence mm. and getting help from a guidance counselor when you're really going through some things or whatever so but that was my first time acting and okay. seeing what it was like to make a short film so that was like mm-hmm. my very first taste of being a film you know being involved yeah. in you know, so it was it was cool. I had to share that that clip with you. Um, yeah, I still got it. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah we want to see Tomashian acting. So how did how do you feel about acting? So when you did it, you was like, okay, this is cool, but not something I really want to get into. I didn't mind. I thought it was fun. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying just just to be a character, and you know, we was like slapping people, and you know. <laughs> Smoking weed at the drive-in. It was it was it was fun, you know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, it wasn't real weed or whatever. Right, was, right. You know, they was asking me how I learned how to roll it up like that. I was like, mind your business. <laughs> like asking too much this, questions. This, this huh? is fake. This is a prop, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me <laughs> let me let me hook up this prop right quick. <laughs> right. You know but uh but yeah, it was fun. But but at the end, what I what even to this day, what I like most about it was seeing the reactions of my classmates when they watched it and they were like, Whoa, and everybody was, was like entertained and stuff. And, you know, so watching people's reaction to your work mm-hmm. is like the greatest benefit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I concur with that. Okay. So high school. So after high school, you went where? So I went to this, um, engineering program at Focus Hope called the Center for Advanced Technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had like a state-of-the-art engineering program and they were offering like, uh, um, I don't want to say a stipend, but you got you got paid to work and they paid for your school and you went to college all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I went to work for like eight hours. And then right after that, the teachers either came to the campus or we would go to Lawrence Tech or Wayne State University, Detroit Mercy, and take our classes there or whatever, you know. So it was like we worked on real manufacturing projects, like the big three, mm-hmm. Detroit Diesel. We actually made parts for oh wow these, these companies. So that's how we learned. And then so it was like hands on. 
it was hands-on experience. So I left there with, you know, four or five years of experience of working on real projects along with a four-year, you know, bachelor's degree. You know, so I was pretty marketable once I left and then I went out to to the to the industry, you know. So oh, okay. Yeah. So you know when you said that, like that program was really hands-on, I was like, oh, okay, now I see with on um, the process of filmmaking. That see, makes sense. All together. <laughs> so I learned, that was my beginning stage of engineering. But when I first joined the thing, I didn't know that it was um I mean I didn't know what an engineer did. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I get paid to work, I get a free college education, and they they kept on saying, hey, you know, you know, these engineers, you know, they can go and make a hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Somebody who made like five dollars and twenty one cent working at Blockbuster Video, you know right. what I'm saying? Like a hundred thousand dollars was like, I don't care what engineers do, I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so that's what I kind of like buckled down. And I'm like, yo, I'm about to get this. These hundred racks, man. I'm about, to, I'm about to get this. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, then I learned what an engineer, you know, did, mm -hmm. and, and all the way from the beginning of the idea, all the way to manufacturing that product. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, and, and that's how I learned how to do my my films and everything, just by understanding the process and then applying it to filmmaking. But I know mm -hmm. we're gonna get to that. I yeah. Know gonna, <laughs> to it. But I, 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 just, I just I was like the light bulb just went on in my head, like. Uh, Ah, okay. exactly. and that's me. You know what I'm saying? So that's my that's my niche, right? So I got I got my associate degree from Lawrence Tech, and then I got my bachelor's degree from uh, Wayne State University. Okay. You know so so yeah. And I then didn't have, went. I didn't have any student loans or anything. It was like oh that's oh it was done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, that's a blessing. <laughs> Absolutely, praise that is a blessing because I have a I I have this a little bit, but that's a blessing. Um, and then you went on to work with one of the, the big threes? Um, not necessarily. We worked for a tier one supplier to the big three. Okay. So my company made parts. When I first started, I went to work for uh, American Axle. They made axles for GM. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All those vehicles or whatever. So um, then I went on to work for this other company. They end up turning out to be uh, Yang Fung. It was a Chinese company uh, that they bought it in 2015. But I started working for this place in 20, 2009. Okay. And, uh, you know, they made parts for Ford, um, Chrysler, which is now FCA, Stellantis. They didn't change so many different They changed times. so many times. Yeah, yeah. So we made parts for them, you know. And um, so, yeah, we, we, we made parts directly for the big three. Okay, gotcha. And GM, Ford, and Stellantis, you know. Okay. <laughs> so it's fair to say that while you were there, that you, you loved your job? You know, I did. Um, I really like working with people, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And being in a plant, like a plant is, it reminded me of like my family, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. my family is so like, diverse we have so many different personalities i got i got people from you know spent a lot of time in prison i got people who got phds working as as chemists you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying uh, so i got doctors i got nurses i got 
street pharmacists, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and everything in between. So mm -hmm. like when I went inside of a plant, it was like you got so so many different personalities. Yeah. It was like man, I felt I feel like like I'm at home. You know what I'm saying? It was like yeah. you know, so you build these relationships with all these different people, and then the work is is good because I like I like just I like having a standard of excellence in anything that my name is associated with. Yes. So I want my department to be the best ran department. The people like their jobs and we, we kick out those numbers. Like I, you know, I always just, just wanted that, you know? And, um, and, and I, and somebody taught me something too, man. It was a guy who had like a really, really rough job. You know what I'm saying? He had to clean out the troughs and, and it was like, you know, coolant from the machines that get real dirty and go underneath mm -hmm. the ground. And sometimes they get these, these chips jammed up in it. So he would have to go in and break away these chips and mm -hmm. coolant would splash all on him. And he would go around with this smell know. and stuff. And, you know, he came up to me, he was like, you know what? I love my job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, I like, okay. and I'm like, I mean, your job is like the least most desirable job in the plant. You know what I'm saying? But he was right. like, I don't know about y'all, man. I, I should have been dead, man. I should have been doing this and that. Man, mm -hmm. I, I get a chance to do this, make good money. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand how y'all be up in them offices and y'all don't like what y'all doing. You know, people be killing themselves. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, but it came up and I was like, he just made it up in his mind that he loved what he does. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I love my job too. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I really started having that approach. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. like I really like what I do. You know what I'm saying? And that's what made me want to get up every day and really do a good job. So it kind of like, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. motivated me in a sense. You know, I learned a lot from the people that I work with, regardless of their status. You know what I'm saying? So And see, and that's, and that's um, I'm not going to say it's rare, but a lot of people, they're in a job where they dread getting up in the morning. You know, um, it's a struggle. But for you to say that you look forward to getting up and doing your job. So what so by you liking your job, what made you leave your job? <laughs> You're a pretty good interviewer, you know. <laughs> so let me let me let me let, so it, it's a gap, right? So when I first started. And I learned that lesson from that guy, you know, um, his name is Herb, by the way. But um, I learned that lesson from him. And then the company that I worked for ended up relocating to like Mexico. They wanted to, you know, make all their stuff out. You know, mm -hmm. it's a long story. How, you know how you American accent and then all your stuff come from Mexico. But anyway, that's a whole <laughs> right. I'm a Cheap little, labor. Little, yeah. A little, a little bitter about that. You know what I'm saying? So I laid yeah. off, right? So when I got laid off, I had already learned that lesson of loving my job. So I got laid off and my wife had just got pregnant. You know what I'm saying? With, mm -hmm. our, with our job. And I was like, yo, like, all right, I got to get a job. I got a job. And I was like laid off for like eight months. And she was okay. like, dude. And I finally got that job when I was, um, you know, on the ninth, like almost, I, I think she, wow. I, got the job, I got the job on a Friday. That next Saturday, she had my daughter. You know what I'm saying? What? So it was like hey. it all lined up. I was like, yo, I just need a couple of days off. You know what I'm saying? Just let me, just let me, let me go take care of my family or whatever. But I'm probably right. I would be back, right? But so I already learned how to love my job by having that conversation. But then I was laid off for eight months. So I knew what not having a job and trying to get a job felt like. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I could have got a job, but it was like, I got this degree. And it was like 2008, 2009. You know, all that, you know, everything. Yeah, you know, there was a lot going on. But I didn't want to just take a, you know, a job at, you know, flipping burgers or something like that. I was like, I'll wait till I get me something that's paying me right, you know. Mm -hmm. And and it ended up working out. But anyway, so that's like 2009. And then that's when I started really getting serious about filmmaking around that time, too. Because I started doing like this this talk show, you know, I, I had the iPhone 3GS came out, you know, and it had a video and I, and mm-hmm. I started doing a video talk show, you know, it's called a good news talk show, you know? Okay. And uh, so I, you know, I started doing that, but then I got serious about 2011 about making, making movies. And we ended up shooting our first movie in 2011. I, I used like two weeks of vacation, two weeks unpaid leave of absence. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I was just like, we spent the whole month putting together a love that hurts. By the way, it's on Tubi. Anybody watching? Yeah, and it's it, good, y'all. It's good. It, it is. It's on Tubi. You can download, you know, the app. It, yeah. It's on most um, smart TVs already. Fire Stick, whatever. It, it's a good. It's a good flick. Watch it. Watch it for free. That was our first movie and everything. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, so we went on to make a Love the Hurts. Then we went on to make uh, Cody High, Life and Osborne. Then I made some. All this while I was still working at this job, so I would mm-hmm. work. On my weekends and vacations, I would make movies. That was my my past. Like some people would go and you know go on vacation and go you know golfing at different places in the world mm-hmm. or whatever. I would go make movies, you know. And and I got to the point, you know, back in 2019 or whatever, where it started to be like, all right, it's about that time to like jump over. You know, and uh, I had this 2020 vision party in 2015 where I, I, I brought a whole bunch of different entrepreneurs and and people to like share where they see themselves in the year 2020. Mm-hmm. So five years from now, where do you see yourself? Mm-hmm. And in 2020, I had said, hey, I want to be doing films full time. Me and my wife, we're going to have a building for our, our you know, the dance studio. Mm-hmm. We're going to be, you know, and I, I named a whole bunch of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and then 2020 came and I'm like. I did everything but like not mm-hmm. jump out and do my film thing or whatever. But 2020 was just a funky year, you know what I'm saying? Like none of us expected 2020 to turn out no, to be not at all. Way it was. <laughs> so I couldn't really make that jump in 2020 because I didn't I didn't understand what was going on, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But then 2021 came and stuff was just happening where it was like I was losing more money because I started outsourcing a lot of video work. And then I started looking at how much I was paying them. I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't pay about three, four people a whole lot of money. I'm like, man, if I just did it myself, I wouldn't have to, you know, and mm-hmm. I had a really good job. You know what I'm saying? I had moved up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like I was, I was doing over six figures in my, in my career, mm-hmm. on my job by that time. You know, you should be working in the industry since 2004. I mean, you should be doing that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. And, um, but it was like, I didn't, people was calling me, asking me, can I come and produce a movie for him in Nigeria? Can I come mm. and produce a movie with him? You know, it's a four, three or four weeks shoot. And I'm like, I don't got that much vacation time. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm actually losing money mm-hmm. by working all these hours. And we was launching this brand new, new product. And, you know, anytime you're involved in a launch, I mean, your hour could be, it could be eight hours you go home. It can be 18. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it it depends on what's going on. And you know, you're shutting the customer down. And plus, I was like over 
everybody. So I got to deal mm-hmm. directly with the customer and they would come in, we shut them down and they're, they're like, man, I could be making movies somewhere, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. So, so yeah, I, and, um, you know, me and my wife, we were talking, we prayed about like what we wanted to do. So things happened. We had to kind of like move some resources around mm-hmm. and say, all right, you know what I'm saying? And um, then we had to plan everything out. You mind if I just go just go through it or you got more questions? Because I can No, go ahead. Go ahead. Right, so, <laughs> oh, you know I know. Go ahead. All right. So this, this, is, this is what it was like. Anybody that plan on quitting a job, this is what my advice. And this is what I did. You know what I'm saying? So if you got plans on leaving, just listen up. You know, it, it won't take long. All right. So the first thing I had to do was I had to determine how much do I need to make in order to be Tamashian? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are the minimum amount of resources I need to pay for, you know what I'm saying? A mortgage card note or whatever it mm-hmm. is, bills that I got. Uh, I got to eat. got to feed the kids. Like, mm-hmm. that's how much money I really need to make. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about cutting expenses and all that right. stuff. Like, I like keeping my cable bill. I like having to live comfortably yeah i'm not trying to go to the (laughs) library to get on the internet you know i'm not i'm like i want to (laughs) like like i want my all of my stuff right yeah but i had to figure that out now that is a whole lot lower than what i was making you know Mm. what i'm saying like just to be me so i had to find out how much do i need to cover my minimum my expenses right so that's the first phase and i say all right can i make that on a consistent basis where i cover all of my expenses I said, all right, cool. So I plan on doing that at least for the first three, four months. I got enough to cover my expenses, right? Then it's like, okay, what can I do to get more money to get back to the point where I was at my job? You know what I'm saying? So that's when you start thinking about what are other ways I can make money? You know what I'm saying? Like like this working transactional money is kind of like fading out with all this modern day Mm -hmm. technology. You know what I'm saying? So I started learning that people were putting together these online courses. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they were collecting and making a lot of money on online courses. And I was like, you know, and I was listening to this, this person. And they were like, what is it that you could talk for two or three hours about that you just love <laughs> and you can be the expert? Well, you should be making a course about that. And I was like, mm-hmm. one thing I really like is, you know, I could talk about manufacturing, but I can talk about making movies. So it popped in my head. Hey, I can do a film course. So I started writing out the curriculum and everything before I even put it out there, you know. So then, you know, that was another way to make money mm-hmm. over the, the minimum amount of money that I needed. Mm-hmm. You know and um, so then you do that. And then now your time is opened up too, where you can take on more jobs, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying? because I'm not constrained to, you know, after work and weekends. So now I can fully go out here and, and hustle up and get more projects and stuff like that or whatever. So I started getting monthly deliverables to, you know, certain companies and organizations. They got me doing right. like weekly videos. So now every month I know exactly how much I'm going to get from doing these weekly videos. You know what I'm saying? So then, and then now you get to the point now where, okay, now I'm, I'm not trying to make the minimum payments. I'm in the mm-hmm. minimum. I'm not trying to make my salary that I made at the other point. I'm trying to double up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now the goal is to make twice as much what I made at my salary. You know what I'm saying? And one of the things that I told uh, my, my my boss on the day that I put my two weeks notice in, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I told him, I said, listen, man, I can't let six figures stop me from making seven. I like that. When you, you said that in class, class, I was like, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was dead serious. He knew I was serious. I was like, mm-hmm. this place, 
is stopping me from making millions of dollars because I mm -hmm. know I can if I can go ahead and fully commit to my craft and my, my passion and all that stuff. Plus, I got friends that's making it. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I know what they doing because they like transparent with me. And I'm like, yo, I'm out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. so you know, we, we can make you can make one movie and it blow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I, you, you know, your minimum pay, your, your payments is done. You know what I'm saying? You just go yeah. ahead and live off the royalties, man. I like royalties, man. Oh, man, they should have never yes. had royalty checks. You know I got my first. I can't, I can't wait to get them. Okay. I'm like, what? You mean tell me I, I get this? Every three months, and I don't do nothing else. I just, I just, I just get to cash these checks. You know, we was getting multiple checks. And I was like, I can, I can get used to this. You know, right, what I'm right. you know, right. like, like I, I kind of figured why they. I wonder why they call them royalty checks. But when you get them in the mail, that walk from the mailbox to the house feel like royalty. Yeah. <laughs> you, know you just walk. You like, you know, what I'm saying. You know, you just doing your little walk. You know, you got a royalty check. You know what I'm saying? Right, okay, it's right. $4 or $4,000, man. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Right. It's, it's a royalty check. You know, but anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, no, that was some good tips. I know some people are probably like, okay, yeah, I, I want to do my passion full time, but may not know how, you know, to go about doing it. So that was, that was really good. It was something that you said when you were talking, you said that while you were at work, you know, people were coming to you and ask you to produce different movies. Now, did those inquiries come off the heels of your Emmy winning <laughs> documentary or was it before then? Like, what was the time frame when people oh, yeah, started? Yeah, it was definitely after after the mm -hmm. Emmy. I mean, the Emmy, the Emmy did something to us that, you know, we could have never imagined. You yeah. Know? And um, once we got the Emmy, it was like, I, I mean, it's, it's like you have a certain um, standard of excellence when you when mm -hmm. you're part of the project. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yes. you know, we know you got an Emmy, want you on the project. And it's like. You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, and and when I directed my first movie, I didn't have my other partners who we won the Emmy Award with. My biggest fear was like, mm -hmm. man, they, they got me doing this project and it turned out bad. And it's like, hey, this Emmy Award winning filmmaker make this trash movie. And I'm like, I can't have that. You know what I'm saying? So we worked and uh, we made it. We made sure it was a good movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but, you know, just, just having the Emmy you know, it, it 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 does something to not you as a person, but people pers perspective or perception of you. Yeah, because you know um, like, we we being real, that was one of the reasons why I took your class. <laughs> because I was I told um uh, Cameron, Cameron's a friend of the of the pod, and um, you know, because she I was telling her that I was interested in. Um, like taking some, you know, workshops, some filmmaking workshops. And I was looking at some, some other ones like New York online and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so she sent, shot me your information and I was like, okay, okay. Like Detroit. Okay. And, and okay. And the Emmy. Yeah. Cause that, that, that does something that it lets me know like, okay, you, you know what you're doing, <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. you're doing and you're good at what you do. So yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what, yeah, 
that's what yeah, did it and, and that's what i'm saying and, that, and that's what it that's what it does is nothing's really changed i still i'm still the same person or whatever because we we this was like this was i think but but nobody talked about the amount of emmys that we didn't win because we did submit for other emmys and we didn't mm-hmm. win you know what i'm saying it just so happened that we we did end up winning you know so um i, I remember i was on the phone with a lady and uh she was asking me she was like hey um you know how much you charge to, to to do this production or whatever, and I was like, you know, I charge X Y Z, you know, and, and she was like, that's that's pretty expensive. I was like, well, I mean, it's a certain standard that you're looking for. Yeah. And this is what I deliver, and I don't do just you know half-hearted work or whatever. And she was like, well, so and so did it for such and such and such, and I was like, okay, well, mm. you know, like well, like with me, you know, like I, I I we've won Emmy awards with our stuff, and she was like, you won an Emmy award. Uh, I don't know. Can, can I use the N word on this on this podcast? Go ahead. Okay, well, she was still like, "Nigga, you should have led with that." I need to know who I'm talking to. I was like, right, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. You lead with that. Yeah, like you need to lead with that. I was like, I said, "Yeah, okay." So I'm talking to Emmy Award win. Okay, okay. Now, okay, now these prices make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So now, like, just from that conversation, remember, I tell you, I learned from people. You know what I'm saying? And, and I say, hey, just say I'm Emmy Award winning filmmaker to my mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What, just leave with that and then Yeah, I'll, you I'll earned it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, so here we are, 10, 10 films in the game. You know what I'm saying? And, and we still got a high standard of excellence, you know? Yes. And the one thing that, too, that, that I like um, about your work is that Again, going back to like the, just the whole process is is really it's like hands on, um, and we're talking about the um, process of filmmaking. Course, I'm telling y'all, you know, you've heard me on other um, episodes. You know, when I was um, promoting Wanted Love that we did, um, it's it's a great great course. It's a great course. You learn so much. Um, it's like an, it's, it's to me, it's like it's like an accelerated course, but um, because you learn so much, you know, within what, 10 about 10 weeks, yeah, it was it was it was 10 weeks, yeah, 10 weeks. And I'm telling you, I know some people, you know, some some people go about getting into filmmaking, they have, they have different ways, you know, some people go mm-hmm. to like film school. Um, some people drop out of film school, you know, it's famous directors who dropped out of film school, famous directors who went to film school. Some people didn't go to film school. So, you know, um, it, it's different actions that you can take. But your course, your workshop um, is, oh, my gosh, you learn so much. You learn so much. And, you know, like you tell, like, like you try you discourage people <laughs> from like look if you're not about this life don't do it absolutely don't do it because it is it, it is a lot and if you don't have a passion for it don't do it yeah but if you have a passion for it you know movies you love movies you want to make movies y'all you, you better <laughs> take this course so tell us about the course um okay so the course is called the process of filmmaking is uh the process of filmmaking no no processoffilmmaking.com is the, is the website. What I did was I recorded all 10 of those sessions. And we had some very 
powerful classes and yes. hands-on activity where we shot the the whole film of One in Love and I had the cameras rolling the whole time. So you you get a chance to see every single shot. Oh, wow. And, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you see everything, all the good, the bad, the ugly, people <laughs> directing it. Like you see everything. Okay. And, and then it was also like uh, I brought up, I got a bunch of filmmaking uh, friends uh, here in Detroit. And Detroit has some of the most successful um, films, independent films, you know, mm -hmm. out in the game. You know, a lot, a lot of our films, they like dominate Tubi. Um, and and if you're looking for like a Detroit hood movie, like people in New York and L.A. be looking for these movies, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, so, so I invited them along with, uh, you know, other people who do film festivals and do Christian films, like a nice variety. Mm -hmm. You know, we, everybody ain't, ain't in Detroit doing gangster hood movies, you know. So right. We, we're like, I do inspirational movies myself, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I am from Grand River and Schoolcraft, so <laughs> I, I might do a story about my old hood, you know what okay. I'm saying? So, you know, it might be some, something going on with that. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I brought them on because I wanted our students to see and talk to actual filmmakers who took a concept, put it on a script, did the pre-production work, produced it, and now they're actually being paid in royalties. All of them, all, everybody on that panel have that royalty walk from the mailbox to their house. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, like you know, and I wanted our students to fully understand, you know, and ask questions. Mm -hmm. You know, how did you start and all that stuff just so you can can start a little ahead of the game, because what I didn't want is for somebody to say, hey, I want to make a movie and have to figure all this stuff out like I did. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I have to figure all this stuff out. And yeah. then I finally hooked up with you know my partners that that we started our, our company with. And then I learned so much from them. And I just took that game and I, I give it to my students. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now you can you can get all of those classes uh, for the course and you can watch on video. And then I got like, you know, quizzes in between. You can download the, the, the PowerPoint presentation that I use and you can look at the actual video, you know, that we that we shot as a part of the class, as well as when we made the movie, you know. So. So, yeah, and that's 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 the course, you know, the process of filmmaking. Yeah, and we we had a ball, and a lot of few of us, you know, even made like some um, some friends that we're going to be start you know working together too. So it it is it was it was just great. I really had a great time. I learned a lot, um, and I'm excited about making my first film. So well, oh, second film, too. second film. <laughs> Well, well, yours totally. Yeah. But like, my, I'm, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I'm excited about that. Like what I mentioned to all of the students is, is even online students, you know, I still hold them as my yeah. students and my success is tied to their success. Mm -hmm. So if you go out, make a good movie or whatever, then I consider myself to be successful in what I did. But if everybody said, oh, that was a good class and not at Netflix all day, not doing any other stuff that I taught them, then mm -hmm. I really, I must not have done a, a good job. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you got to have receipts. You know what I'm you saying? Do. I got yeah. to show proof that I actually contributed to this, to this um, industry. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? This filmmaking industry here in Detroit. 
You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And I, I like how you held us accountable too. You gave us like a timeline, even though like my timeline, cause you know, for, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to write blah, blah, blah. But it kind of changed because I'm like, I'm, I'm like excellence and nothing at all too, especially, you know, church I'm, I'm, from I grew up in it's just like like excellence or nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So um you know like before I um, I'll start to do my um my screenplay I want to do I need to do research because it's a certain subject that I'm going to tackle and I want to talk to different people about the different experts, you know, mm-hmm. so it can be more real and more, you know, so it I, I it just need that research you know just before i just go to start writing but um that's part of the process but that should also be part of your timeline Mm. you know what i'm saying because right now i'm working on a documentary about this uh great jazz musician he he has been so impactful to the the detroit area and the jazz scene in total um but i like over the last month i probably watched about 10 other documentaries you know what I'm saying? On jazz or music or mm-hmm. kind of like stylistically. So you need that time to do your research and development. Mm-hmm. Like every time I get ready to do a movie, I watch a bunch of movies before mm-hmm. that. You know, yeah. just kind of like, you know, see what I can borrow, see what I can. We all steal and take from each other. Right, you know, right. It's, it's part of the game. Rappers do it. They borrow from other people's style. Mm-hmm. They take beats. Producers do it. Yeah. You know, filmmakers do it too. Like, oh, that was a nice shot. But you, you just can't make that shot look like that right. shot would be like, hey, that he took that shot. <laughs> right. Unless like, mm-hmm. you're paying homage to the filmmaker and you like, you know what, like I like them so much, I want to do this kind of shot. You know what I'm saying? Like I did a I did a shot in one of my uh bully movies, and I'm a big fan of like I was really big on, on Tupac when he was he was around or whatever, and I used to like the movie Juice as well. Yes. So I did the little, I did the little shot where he closed the locker. And the bully was there. You know That's in the trailer, right? Because I have a yeah. trailer. I'm gonna play the trailer. Okay, all right. It could have. It could have been. No, you had you had you had Hope Nine One One for the trailer. Oh, you talking about sticks and stones? It's sticks and stones. Okay. You know sticks and stones. I was like, I'm gonna. We're gonna call this the juice shot. But I, it wasn't like I was intentionally stealing this in order to like steal the shot. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm telling everybody this is where I got it from. This is what I'm doing. This is I'm paying my respect. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. as a filmmaker, you do it that way or you do it in such a way where people don't know you took that. You know what right. I'm saying? It's a reference shot. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. You know. And I do want to show a clip of one of your movies, um, Hope 911. I just want to show everyone um, just, just look at it. Hear it. The audio was great. The cinematography, you know, how it looks is is great. So, and this is out of Detroit, y'all. You know, we 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 on the map now. So, <laughs> so I just want to just briefly show um, just like your work, and so they can see what you do. Okay. All right. Yeah. Great. All right. I'm gonna click us out for a sec, and. I was eight, I learned that some birds can fly hundreds of miles without stopping. I used to wish I could fly, fly away as far as I could. If I tried and failed, maybe a flock of birds would catch me before I hit the ground and fly me hundreds of miles away. Or maybe I'll just hit the ground. Either way, I'll still be far from here.
yes, the Hope 911 program. In a nutshell, sir, it's a peer-to-peer -peer support group that actually allows struggling students to be helped and heard by their peers. So you're telling me that this scour software of yours is gonna help us find Sean's hate? Terrence, are you home? Yeah. Why? D don't do it, Terrence. I didn't get to tell you why Hope 911 was so important. Are you serious? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna jump and be free of it all. Are you away from the weapon or in a safe environment? So y'all, that was um, Tamashian's movie, Hope 911. And just, I mean, it's just so clear, you know, the, the audio was great. Cause you, uh-uh, some movies you like, what, what, what they say? What? <laughs> you know, you wish it was subtitles, but oh my <laughs> I mean, I'm just being real, but that, that is, that's good quality. Yeah. That is good quality, and this is who you'll learn from, y'all, if you are really serious about one, wanting to um, make movies. Um, and I will have um, Tamashian's information in the episode description, so you can um, just go ahead and um, hit that link and uh, get that information. So, But before we wrap up, I know it's, it's, it's so much that um, can be said, but before we, we go, I just want to just take us to, just briefly take us to um, your first, like your first project, okay, after high school. <laughs> and walk us through those emotions that you felt like, how, well, how, how were you feeling like that when you stepped on a set for the, your set for the first time? All right, so the first day on the set, we were very excited. Um, I was I was a little nervous because I did video in the past, but I had that little camera that you can kind of like push the button in the zoom and go out. Yeah. I had high eight tape, you know, and they were they were excuse me talking about changing lenses and all this and that, and I'm like changing lenses. What was you know, so like I was there to learn myself, but I was the producer. So I was like coordinating where we're going to shoot, talking with people and making sure the actors had what they needed and all that stuff or whatever. So like I was doing my manufacturing supervisory kind of mm -hmm. mode, you know what I'm saying? Um, and trying to let the director focus on doing what they were doing. But emotionally, I, I, I felt really comfortable because we did a lot of homework. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So we watch movies on on how to capture sound, the different types of mics that you have, you know what I'm saying? Um, lighting, how to diffuse certain things and how to achieve certain lights and different frame rates and all that stuff or whatever. We watched a lot of tutorials. We watched a lot of movies. So when it was time to make our own, we had a shot list and we knew what we had to get. But what we didn't fully understand was all the different problems that would take place and how to navigate past those problems. You got and the thing is, as a, to be a successful filmmaker, you got to be able to solve problems quickly mm -hmm. and effectively, so they don't come back and bite you. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And that's what I probably learned more than anything. Like right in the middle of the shot, next door neighbor cutting his grass. 
You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, what do you do with when that happened? You know what I'm saying? What do you do when somebody's dress just ripped? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And now, like the whole scene, they're supposed to be walking, and now they can't walk the way they did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we had like problems, like stuff was happening. You know what I'm saying? I want to put yeah. all of this out there, but you know, like you got to get ahead of those problems. You know, learn from one one film shoot, and then prepare for those for the next one. You don't have those same problems. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like our first day, we was very excited. Everybody was cool. We was pumped up. And we had like a 25-day shoot, I believe. Okay. And by day 14, everybody was walking around like zombies. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It was like, I mean, all that excitement went right out the window. You know what I'm saying? Right. The honeymoon period you was know, over, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like we was pumped up. Everybody, we're making a movie. All right. Action. And, you know, and then it was right. like, action you know what i'm saying (laughs) after a while it's like you know it takes a lot out of you you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying one thing about that we shot that thing in about 25 days and all three of us all three of our partners um we probably could have did that in about 10 days oh what we know now Mm -hmm. you know because we thought every shot had to be a a wide medium type you know what i'm saying wide medium type Wide media type, you know, like I don't, we don't need all those, you know what I'm saying? Right. We, we just boom, boom, over the shoulder, two count, let's get out of here, you know what I'm saying? Like, like what we know now, that was 2011. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's 2022. We, we, we should definitely be more efficient, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, like, the person that I was then, mentally, spiritually, uh, from an experience standpoint, like, I was very green when it comes to this film stuff, you know what I'm saying? But the more you do, the more you get familiar and the more comfortable you are and the better you get at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when, once you got your license, you was very excited to drive. It was like, all right, I got my license, but, but nobody been there ride up on you too tight, you know, too close. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. nah, they roll up on you. You like, you, you I, I knew they was coming out fools. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, you, right. You've been driving for so long, you know how to, what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? But yep. when we first started, it wasn't the same. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but but that's what I, I want to do with my students: give them everything that they need. I mean, of course, I can't give them everything, but yeah. you got to get that from experience. You know, I can tell you how to swim, but I can't push you in that pool. You got to jump in the pool for yourself yeah. and, and and apply everything that I taught you, so you don't drown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, but, right. but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. You know. So you know, I got I got a teacher's heart, man. So you got to stop me. I'm talking. Oh, no, I, you, I, I, well, oh, don't worry. I will. <laughs> and, and all that, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, it was um, it was a, a pleasure having you on the show and just encouraging um the audience here um to go after what you want, go after your passions. You know, you can do it. You know, and that's what I just want to um, do all this month is just encourage people to um, do their passions, you know, work in their passions like full time, you know. And so before we wrap up, let us know what you have coming. I know you did mention something that you just directed, um, a documentary. And uh, just let the people know where they can find your work and uh, what you have coming up. Um, I guess the easiest way for them to do it is to uh, follow me on uh, Instagram. And on there, I have a a link tree. And in that link tree 
it gives my IMDb, it gives my filmmaking class, it gives the projects that you can watch on Tubi, A Love That Hurts, and uh, Cody High, for sure. Um, I just did a documentary uh, called Die Willie Die. Um, uh, it's about the black community healing from multi-generational trauma and very powerful documentary. Um, my man, Ron O. Elliott, um, he, he, he's, he's producing that, you know, we both like co-directed is mm-hmm. very powerful piece. And I really want people to, to see that. So you can go to, uh, diewillyfilm.com to check that out. Okay. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah. You can just, just, just follow me, man. My, my mixtape coming out. You know, <laughs> okay. You know, no, I'm just, I'm just I don't rap no more. I did used to rap. I tell you, tell you about that. That's right. Nice. Yeah, I read that in your bio. Your 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 rap group. Yeah, yeah. It's all good, man. Nah, nah. <laughs> you know, trying to wrap up these shoot these film shoots. You know, what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm trying to wrap up. You know, what I'm saying? I know that's that's a rap. That's the only rap I want to hear right about now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, that oh my God. That's okay. So y'all, we're gonna have again um all of Tamashian's um information in the um episode description here, his um link tree, um, his uh Instagram, all his socials and his um websites and all of that good stuff. So you can follow him to see what's um, coming up and you can be notified of that and um, get if you want to take the uh, process of filmmaking course you can do that as well so can people do that like at any time you can log on pay for like it, sign up just any any time just... and, and and you will have instant access to all 10 classes watch them at your own pace and then uh, you'll be brought into the community you can be part of the facebook group and, uh, you know, I'll be doing these pop-up Zoom classes, too, trying to, like, help people, uh, coach them along in their pro- in their pro- process, okay. you know, filmmaking journey. Okay. So, so yeah, they, they can they can log on, and you got instant access once you, once you pay, you know? <laughs> right, once you pay. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's okay. normally how it works, right? You know what I'm saying? Right, right, because, you know, I'm, I'm so glad I got in when I did, because uh, yesterday's prices. <laughs> <laughs> but as well, well I mean, it's needed an audience in order for it to work. So yeah, it was like you was like paid extras, but you was like, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you, you really getting the class too, you know? Right. So, so it was uh, wonderful. Glad to be the the charter class and it's great. So thank you to Mashian. And um I'm excited for what is about to come ahead for you. And um I'll be supporting. You know, a lot of things that you do because um, you you are good at what you do. And I I thank you for pouring into me. So I really thank you for that. And everyone, we will be back next week with another person that you'll meet who started a new venture in their life. And they'll let us know how they did it. And again, don't forget to like, subscribe and share. OK. And uh, well. Tamashi, I don't click out just yet, but everybody else, I will see you next week. Bye. Let's go. Let's go. It's time to turn up your radio. Turn up the radio. Just so you just so you know. It kicking in with K. That's all I'm gonna say. You're here now.